Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this performance coaching focused HR Chat episode, we're going to consider ways to prepare for and run productive and outcome focused one-on-ones. My awesome guest today is the fabulous, wonderful Libby Stewart, the VP of Customer Experience and Revenue over at TopicFlow, a new tech platform designed to connect with your favorite calendars to transform your one-on-ones into powerful coaching conversations to potentially eradicate the need for performance reviews altogether. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it, listeners? Originally from beautiful Down Under and now based in beautiful BC, Libby is a strategic coach, facilitator, and senior leader with a background in behavioral science. She has experience spanning strategic goal frameworks, performance management, coaching, leadership development, change management, psychometric assessments, talent management, board advisory, and senior leadership in customer success and professional services for SaaS products and apps that enable all of these. Libby says that she is driven by empowering individuals and teams to thrive and kick goals in highly diverse and inclusive work environments. And I should just add, Libby's a pretty all-round cool person. And it's a delight, Libby, to welcome you to the show today. Thanks for having me here, Bill. What an introduction. <laughs> you deserve it all. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a good human being. Keep it up. Uh, so let's get into it, Libby. Topic flow. Oh. Topic flow sees traditional performance management as broken. I think a lot of us can, can agree with that. We'll, we'll get into the details soon, but at a high level, Libby, what's what's wrong with the ways that many companies have been planning for and conducting their performance management processes to date? Big question. Uh, so many things, Bill. Um, and I, I say this because our team sort of over here at Topic Flow, we've actually been working in the performance management and coaching industry for over a decade, I'd say now. Uh, we've built and sold successful performance management platforms in the past, so we're, we're, we're pretty familiar working with customers globally around the ways in which this is still actually quite broken. Uh, so what we do know is that while we've come a long way from those clunky, chunky administrative annual performance evaluations and started leaning into those more continuous, beautiful, regular performance review conversations, uh, we're still getting the same feedback that it's, it's not actually driving uh, higher performance, which is the whole point, right? Um, and, I, you know, I believe that this is because, you know, while we're driving more regular performance conversations, you know, there's still separate point in time conversations. They're not actually integrated into our daily flow of work. So they still feel disconnected. They're not necessarily relevant uh, to our day to day performance. Uh, and, you know, to support this, uh, still seeing a ton of negative feedback that, that kind of says the same. Uh, we've got managers saying these processes actually take away from their ability to effectively manage their teams. They see this as an administrative burden still, even though they're more frequent and, and supposedly more lighter weight. Uh, HR then becomes sort of that compliance police. They're dragging these performance conversations across the line. And as you can imagine, a compliance-driven performance or growth conversation, you know, probably isn't gonna be particularly motivating uh, or inspiring for most folks. So we're pretty attuned to that when those conversations are, aren't genuine. Um, so if I was to kind of wrap this up in a nutshell, 
I think we've just basically lost sight of the whole point. You know, this whole thing was supposed to enhance performance. That's why the word performance is actually in there. Uh, yet we're still sort of playing this measuring and evaluation game that people don't see value in. Uh, so over at Topic Flow, we actually believe that performance management is broken because these practices are so disconnected from our daily flow of work. And this is where we actually believe there's an opportunity here to kind of stealth mode better performance coaching practices in the places where people are already having conversations. And we believe that's in their existing one-on-ones and their, their daily team interactions. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Listeners, if you're like me, I'm going to sit here and listen to Libby's lovely Australian accent all day long. Uh, okay, <laughs> follow-up question for you, Libby. What are some to- toxic or counterproductive practices to avoid in the build-up to and during performance reviews? Yeah, good question. Um, some of the biggest challenges I've seen in terms of motivating folks at work is that we create these growth conversations and performance conversation processes and frameworks that are often way too focused on policing and evaluating folks for data to make talent decisions. We get way too caught up in that. We kind of lose sight of the experience of it all. Uh, there's a ton of research telling us, and you know, all of our personal experiences as well, uh, telling us that these processes are completely disengaging, uh, which is so counter to the point of it. You know, People aren't hopping off these calls or walking out of these conversations, skipping down the hallways, ready to innovate during a recession, are they? Um, you know, we've lost sight of the fact that the way to motivate performance is actually to catch people doing it right in the moment and make our jobs easier, not harder. We shouldn't be adding to this. So we're all looking for those lighter, simpler, quicker ways to do everything because we're completely overloaded and, and we're kind of exhausted. Um, so, you know, those once a year or periodic reviews, they still deliver nasty surprises as a result of not having conversations at the right time. And they aren't always based on the most relevant feedback or even on real-time work performance. They become, you know, rife with biases. So we trigger, you know, in terms of perceived fairness and all these other things as well. Uh, And so then they're perceived as a waste of time and folks don't see that value. Um, You know, I rarely see folks that are particularly pumped uh, about performance reviews. So really we're kind of hoping to eliminate this experience altogether. This episode of the HR Chat Podcast is supported by Holistic AI, a software solution for AI risk management and auditing. Holistic AI is the platform provider for those wanting to harness AI ethically and safely. We help clients to monitor and evidence AI compliance with changing regulations and standards. Global companies already trusting Holistic AI to manage AI risks include Unilever, MindBridge, Jawbite, and Starling Bank. Learn more at holisticai.com. Let's now talk about the preparation ahead of performance <laughs> review, shall we? Um, what, are, what are some of the ways to set everybody up for success before they begin? What, what are those ways to make sure that before you go in there, you're, you're good to go? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um, I, I actually believe, you know, as a whole, we're not agile enough in our performance management practices. We're not doing a great job at extracting the magic that's already happening in conversations at work. There's actually already a ton of data that exists out there if we were to capture it in the moment. 
And if we did do that really well, we wouldn't actually need to prepare at all, would we? Um, so, you know, if in every one-on-one you're already having, you could be nudged and prompted into incorporating regular coaching and feedback moments in a lighter, quicker, more agile way. And if we start funneling the performance data out of those conversations in a more effective way, then you could potentially replace the need for a traditional review altogether. Uh, and that's what we've set out to achieve. We actually kind of want to take that heavy lift out of the preparation to begin with and kind of meet folks where they're at already. Um, and then that will be lighter and quicker for everybody involved. Okay. And and just to be clear, we're not talking about necessarily uh, meetings in person, are we? These, these meetings can be be handled virtually if needed right because you know, obviously so many people work remotely now or only one day in the office 100 percent. i mean i think actually this even facilitates the the hybrid work environment really really effectively um i think that given we're working in this space it's actually even more important to have more effective conversations um so i think if we're doing this well and if we're prepared and we have tools to nudge and prompt those behaviors uh, we're going to be extracting that magic for sure. Of course, there are incidental conversations, you know, that happen in hallways and things like that. But there is still a ton of one-on-ones and meetings that are already happening, you know, in a remote world as well. Um, you know, we're just not great at extracting all the things that we need in that moment. So we need to we need software to help us with this stuff. Very good. Okay, I'm going to mix things up now because I like to do that sometimes. Uh, I'm going to challenge you, Libby. Yeah. To answer to answer the next question in sixty seconds or less. What, Bill? Don't do it to me. Uh, <laughs> okay, here it goes. Why is it important to be meeting with your people more frequently? And as part of that, how can that lead to more productive performance coaching conversations? Go. More regular performance conversations should be happening where the work is happening, and I think I've I've made that pretty clear. So we should be incorporating more of those performance coaching moments in our regular day-to-day -day tactical interactions. So a weekly one-on-one shouldn't always just be a progress update. It's in that moment we need to potentially zoom out for a moment and provide feedback where or when it's relevant. We shouldn't be storing up these moments for a review in three to six months time or forgetting them all together. And what we find with traditional processes is that the feedback and coaching, uh, they're happening way too late. So this is why we want to help folks because this isn't actually easy. So we need to nudge and prompt that uh, to capture this information more regularly, extract that magic and follow it to where it's needed. Okay. I think you had like eight seconds to spare. Good work, Excellent. Libby. Good work. <laughs> did I pass the challenge? <laughs> you, you did, but I may challenge you again in the future. Watch out. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> okay. Next question. Take your time. Uh, how Can you maybe now share some practical tips to help managers run more intentional and focused one-on-ones that are designed to actually drive performance? Yeah, look, I think, you know, I think the conversations around running effective one-on-ones and meetings is pretty straightforward. It's it's widely discussed. I, I feel like they're, you know, yeah, they're, they're pretty well known. I don't think there's any practical tips I can tell you that's going to, you know, blow your mind. Uh, we know being intentional with our questions, regularly focusing on zooming out uh, on our progress toward goals. It's super motiv motivating for folks. Playing to your team's strengths taking moments to acknowledge, uh, you know, those strengths in your interactions, tactically removing roadblocks, preparing for those, you know, making sure folks feel prepared. I mean, we know all of these things, right? We need to adapt to what folks need. I actually think the biggest barrier is time and capacity in a really, really busy workplace. We're all overwhelmed. So what we find, uh, and most HR professionals and leaders already know this, is that regular coaching and feedback is fundamental. But we also know this is really hard to do without being nudged, prompt, prompted, like poked, or even being fed through the information that might, you know, steer us in the right direction. 
because most of us are typically time poor. So as a manager, it feels like I have 18 things on fire, you know, on my desk in front of me. And if I have a team member on the other side of that desk and they're in desperate need of coaching, it's really hard for me to think about hopping over those flames to kind of sit in and take that moment to kind of coach that individual. Uh, it's even more harder to recognize they even need coaching sometimes because I'm so distracted by the flames in front of me. Um, so I think this is this is the piece where we want to help folks. We want to be that right-hand tool for managers and users to help nudge and guide, as well as prepare and populate a lot of that information for folks so that we can take the cognitive demand and the, the thinking aspect out of it because we're already doing a lot of that to kind of set folks up for success and, and better, ultimately better conversations. Conversations are the powerhouse of performance. Let's enhance the quality of them. You know, we're all talking about having better meetings. You know, this, this is something that we really, really feel passionately about. And I can tell Libby is coming across, that's for sure. Um, okay. okay, so where does HR fit in, Libby? How can HR ensure that the tools and the processes are in place to create that opportunity for, for those successful meetings and one-on-ones? And yeah, I, I think, and I'm, I'm hoping this will resonate with a few folks, the challenge for HR is, you know, we've got the right intention. You know, we're always introducing processes that we know, you know, the evidence also tells us. These are the things that will drive performance, that will retain our people, that will grow our people. We know the things that we need to do. It's just hard to get folks to see the value and not see this as an additional thing to do off the side of my desk. So we often fail to meet that original intention, unfortunately. Uh, where I've seen the most success, and I've done a ton of change management implementations, obviously with my background, uh, I think most would agree, uh, is when we hit that low-hanging fruit and meet our people where they're already at in terms of their daily flow of work. And we kind of integrate into what they're already doing. If we can tack onto that, that's where I see the most success because those habits and rituals are already established. So if we can do that and start incorporating our sort of best practices almost in stealth mode and start injecting those principles we want to drive into sort of managers and users' daily experiences and their workflows in quicker, lighter, agile ways, we're going to see a lot more success. So then, you know, obviously that lends itself to tooling, of course. So when it comes to the tools in our tech stack, you know, what we've noticed, um, and we've, we've been on the other side of this um, in, in past applications, you know, most tools in the HR tech stack weren't built with the end user in mind. They weren't built for managers and users. They typically hate our tools. Um, and that was the feedback uh, we used to experience a lot. They, they hate performance management software. Um, it's hard to find in this ever-growing tech stack. Uh, so yeah, we're trying to build something that will entice folks into more regular usage by being far more practical, being far more integrated into meeting them where they're at. Uh, for example, we operate right out of someone's calendar and can tag onto their existing meetings. Uh, and then we can then infuse hopefully some more of those best practices in performance in a bite-sized way, far more digestible um, into their existing interactions. Okay, okay, sounds very good. Uh, so topic flow offers tools to help managers and HR pros to gain a bird's eye view of team progress and the next steps for success. That sounds right, doesn't it? Tell me more. Uh, look, we're building functionality that will allow administrators and managers to have more visibility into real-time performance and performance indicators around the conversations that are happening. Um, but some things we're looking at too are like indicators for what people may need support with to help make more agile succession planning decisions, you know, um, talent decisions. Also, how can we enable managers to better diagnose what is the most important conversation I should be having next, given what I'm seeing with this individual, given what we've worked through? Um, so we'd really like to, to enhance capability on that front as well. 
because again, I'm going to come back to it. Conversations are the powerhouse of performance. They're the, they're the most often, you know, touch point, particularly in a remote world that you're having with your manager. So it's really critical that we're making sure we're having the right ones at the right time. And we want to help with that process because often, often we don't even necessarily know. Um, but th there's a lot of different ways to approach this. And, and we're deep in sort of discovery right now around some creative ways we can actually tackle this, um, you know, by talking to folks out there in the HR community and in the C-suite as well. Yeah, and I want to touch on that with you in just a moment because uh, mm -hmm. I would encourage our listeners to, to reach out to you and have a conversation because you guys are going through a learning process and I feel like you could help listeners learn at the same mm -hmm. time. But before we get there, Libby, you, you also talk quite a lot about the impact of employee burnout. So mm -hmm. how can how can managers spot signs of impending burnouts and anxieties in their one-on-ones? Mm. Yeah, I think I think naturally, you know, with my psych background, this this definitely is something that's that's front of mind, and it's a really meaty subject. Um, you know, I think as you know, Bill, we're seeing a marked increase in conversations around this, which I think is super important. But you know, industrial psychologists, we've been talking about this from years, from the '80s or earlier even. Um, burnout, and you know, obviously, there's a, a ton of challenges associated with this, but it's seriously complex. And when we look at you know all of the research at a basic level, you know. If you define it, it's when the demands of the role outweigh the resources folks have to to deal and cope with the demands of that role. So those resources, you know, they can be, you know, organizational level, like, you know, how do we operationalize wellness, autonomy, control, flexibility? Is my leader actually supportive? Do I feel safe, et cetera? And personal resources. How well do I self-regulate and practice nervous system regulation strategies like meditation, movement, breath work, all, all those things that kind of keep us regulated and calm. All this is to say, you know, this is super complex. Um, you know, it's hard for managers to address and it's super intimidating due to its complexity. So we often shy away from the conversation altogether, which is certainly not the approach we should take, yet it often is. So I think, you know, in, in terms of thinking of tips around this, you know, first and foremost as managers, we obviously need to ensure we're doing our best to build trust, to build that psychological safety in our relationships so folks feel comfortable opening up to us in the first place. You know, I can provide someone a template, but somebody's not going to speak to me if they don't feel safe. So this is something I think fundamental to all leadership. Hopefully I'm not convincing folks of this uh, that are probably listening to this. Um, however, I think we also need to feel capable enough to lean into these challenging conversations around health and well-being. Um, and if if we never feel equipped, we should certainly start attuning ourselves, you know, to, to where we may drawing assumptions around performance, like when this links to performance. So for example, Harry isn't showing up engaged and excited to our meetings. He's not putting in the effort anymore or dropping off or perhaps not delivering. But perhaps, you know, in this particularly busy, you know, time, my mind jumps to, well, he's just not digging deep enough. I need to put on the tough love. We've got a recession. He's an underperformer. These are the kinds of things we're thinking about. Where I think this is a time where we actually need to check our assumptions and start thinking about what's truly going on with this individual. What can't I see, particularly in a remote world? I think there's so much less that we can even see around what's going on for folks. Um, so to try and sort of make this a bit more concise, even from like a tooling perspective, because obviously this is far more complex than just providing providing tools. But uh, you know, from that tooling perspective, at Topic Flow, we're aiming to enhance the influence that we can have. You know, those culture folks in organisations, other senior leaders, other HR folks by perhaps injecting a topic around health and wellbeing check-ins from time to time where we see it's necessary and the ability to see the outcomes of those conversations to then dive in and support. 
Uh, we're also looking at ways that folks could potentially self-select a flag, I'm drowning, help. <laughs> um, you know, something like that if folks feel comfortable with it. Um, or even sort of maybe introducing some uh, potential flags um, that managers may even be able to identify in app to say, hey, this person's over capacity or I'm noticing these flags, you know, some indicators to kind of very quickly in the moment escalate, um, you know, the, the help, um, you know, waving the white flag kind of thing. So there's a few things we're exploring here and I'd, I'd love to open up that conversation to the, the HR community as well, because I think this is something we're all facing right now. So top, Topic Flow is a fairly new company, of course. Mm -hmm. You guys are you guys are all about getting feedback. I, I, is what I've heard so far. Um, <laughs> where is Topic Flow at in, in their journey, and how can our listeners maybe support your growth and uh, yeah. help you guys evolve and therefore help them? Absolutely, yeah. Look, we're we're about a year old now, so it's definitely early days. Uh, we have a base product, which is exciting. It's predominantly focused on driving meetings and one-on-ones. We did say we wanted to entice managers and users, so that's very much where we started. And now we're fleshing out into some some more of the cool, cooler features and the funkier stuff. Um, and this is the point at which, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of apps that are built by engineers and silos, um, and I think this is something where we want to lean on the experts in this space. So we've been having a ton of discovery calls uh, with folks that are passionate about the space, folks in HR, managers, senior leaders, and so forth, um, that are passionate about the same topic area, or perhaps are sort of facing these challenges as well. Um, and what we're really interested in is, is getting their feedback on our next steps. So we have ideas, we have ways in which we envision this working, um, but we really, we really want to lean into the community here to get feedback um, around what we're doing next. We have some interesting things we're doing around, you know, how we could easily run other operating cycles, like you've got your onboarding cycles, QBR processes, all of these other things that will integrate into a manager's day-to-day. -day. Um, we have a lot of interest in, in uh, leveraging the power of AI um, and other ways we could gather insights and feedback around performance to nudge and help managers in particular. Um, but this is where we'd really love some some support um, and yeah, and feedback so that we can build something that that's actually you know going to take off. Very good. And just finally for today, Libby, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe you want to share your email address, LinkedIn, maybe all over the Instagrams and the Twitter and such because you're a cool <laughs> dude. And also, of course, how can they learn more about Topic Flow? Of course. I mean, we are on socials, but the best way probably is to head over to topicflow.com or reach out to myself, Libby at topicflow.com, and, and we can attach that in. You can hit request a demo. Requesting a demo uh, is very much just our discovery call right now. Um, so feel free to hop onto that. Um, and yeah, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch. Or if you want to find me on LinkedIn and send me a, a direct message, that'd be great too. Um, and in exchange for folks' time uh, with our discovery calls, uh, we'd love to, to give you a little voucher. It could be Amazon, it could be another vendor, um, or a lot of folks are also opting uh, to do a donation to a cause of their choice, something that's close to their heart. Um, so we certainly want to um, give a token of appreciation for your time um, if you do decide to hop on a call with us. Beautiful. Libby, I've enjoyed my conversation. Uh, I think you're awesome. Keep up the good work. Listeners, do check out Topic Flow because they are a an up-and-coming company and they've got loads of cool things that they can help you with. Um, but for now, Libby, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, 
Why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.